So the thing with with Billy Joel is that, <laughs> is that all right. I I grew up with a very I guess I would say an eclectic musical upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. On my grandfather's side, I would get things like you know 50s and 60s jazz. I also threw him via my uncle, actually, because he had made him a, a, a mixtape. Uh, got some Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then also way back to, to folk music like The Weavers and like really early Pete Seeger uh, stuff. And, uh, you know, my, my grandfather was one of those people who thought Dylan sold out when he went electric. Um, so, but also my grandfather had been born in 1928. So, you know, he did. So he actually knows what electricity is. (laughs) You know, back in my day, Jared, if you wanted warmth, you had to set something on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Now you kids just have to flip a switch. But like, seriously though, he would, his things were, you can eat all you want. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it take all you want, but eat all you take? Yeah, he had that rule, and then he had he had the uh, um there. I would have great uh, drives with him through Los Angeles because his grandfather had owned a butcher shop, and on like. I guess I think it was Fairfax or something like that. If any family member is listening, uh, knows better, they they'll correct me. Mm. But um, like owned a, a butcher shop down when like L.A. was still a lot of dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like y'all had confidential days. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so so again, we're talking like into the 30s and, and 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he was also. He was like the last of the, I guess, dying out sort of madman type advertising nice. guys. He was a uh, he he had been um, a vice president at an advertising firm that he had, mm. he had been at for some time when I was born, um, and uh, so I got lots of great stories from him, and also uh, apropos of of. The good place. Mm-hmm. He would, you know, I I would get my philosophy discussions from either my mom, who actually went to school for philosophy, or my grandfather, who had a much more science fictiony background in it. Mm-hmm. And we would talk about the, you know, for all we know, we we we, you know, he uh, he in front of my grandmother was Jewish, but it was definitely one of those agnostic types that I got that from and and he would say that there's you know who's to say that we're not living inside like the thumbnail of some larger being you know or that we're one blink away from from being wiped out of existence or something like that the aliens aren't playing marbles with us exactly like the men black exactly which i believe is also something stolen from uh from douglas adams mm-hmm. um they talk about playing billiards with uh with planets in (laughs) in hitchhiker's guide um but so i would get that from that stuff from him and then 
my grandmother had a bunch of cheesy, like light rock. She liked Carly Simon and mm-hmm. like Carla Bonoff and Barbara Streisand <laughs> and all of these. Like you know, she she had the Kenny Rogers albums. <laughs> oh, that's so. You, so that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, and, and then my mom had a lot of, a lot of stuff from, you know, that's where I first heard my, uh, heard my first Talking Heads albums, which mm-hmm. I think was songs about buildings and, and food. food. And, uh, and she had the first Crowded House album. And nice. then she also had The Stranger. Nice. And so as, you know, for some reason as a kid, I glommed on to Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was because it was another Jew who had done something in music, and I, I don't know what it was, but as a kid, for some reason, I just, I, I was, I, that was my first musical obsession, was the work of, of as, as you said, Mr. William Martin Joel. And I would watch, like, the, uh, the, uh, the old, like, VH1 History of Music video shows, yes. and, and stay up for, or wait around for the Billy Joel segment, mm-hmm. And and catch like the crazy uh, videos from uh, f- from uh, Nylon Curtain, like uh, Pressure, which was just like a that, crazy synth mm-hmm. song, and yeah, it's that video is wackadoo. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And it's if I recall, um, because that's sort of how I kind of got into Billy Joel was like through that song and that mm-hmm. that video. Because they used to play it all the time. But yeah. I think the same director who did that video did pretty much every Duran Duran video from oh, like that makes sense. A2, A3. Makes like sense. Russell Mulcahy, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And he went in to direct The Highlander <laughs> and um, The Shadow. And oh, he did The Shadow? He's responsible for he's The responsible Shadow? He's responsible for The Shadow. Wow. Yeah. Um, you should IMDb him sometime. He's okay. got... Um, He's very much of a, he's like a Ridley Scott, but with um, not so much discerning taste. Mm. Um, however, if you've seen The Counselor um, in some of the latter Ridley Scott movies, you would see that Mr. Scott isn't doing so high. He also, it. yeah, has has some had developed some questionable taste. Yeah. For every alien and uh, Blade Runner the man has made, mm-hmm. he, there is always a someone to watch over me. Sure. <laughs> and a yeah. uh, uh, and a counselor. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but so my 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 fandom of Billy Joel reached peak around second grade. I want to say, mm-hmm. and then. It became. It was already uncool at that stage of the '80s to like Billy Joel. <laughs> outside of like, we didn't start the fire, <laughs> which that brought his popularity back for a little bit. But um, uh, you know, which I, I don't, I'm not going to get into that song. But um, it's like his best work song. <laughs> well, because if you break it down, and he's broken it down himself, he's like, it's just two notes over and over. Yeah. Again. <laughs> They wanted a single. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I had my fucking Wagnall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so there was, you know, there was. But then, then getting into like sixth grade, I remember that was like my first friend who was into Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. who was like saying that Jeremy was, you know, he was. It was like his anthem, and. 
I just I wasn't ready for Jeremy for... should be no one's anthem. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah. But it shouldn't be anyone's anthem. No, it was that kid's anthem. And oh, no. uh, and if you knew that kid, you would see why it was his anthem. Um <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for that kid. So I have two questions for you at mm-hmm. this point. Um, one is, uh, has Mr. Joel ever used his Jewish heritage as part of his story? Because I don't think he ever has. I he don't think really so. Mention it. He mentions it kind of casually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he talks about being raised Jewish and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But I don't, I don't think it figures prominently into his, mm-hmm. his life. Much in the way of, of Mr. Robert Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Who, who, you know, becoming Bob Dylan did not, uh, you know, discuss much of his Jewish heritage until basically after he did his born again Christian phase, mm-hmm. and then became suddenly he was wearing yarmulkes and going to synagogues and being Jewish again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just something that comes back and. As you as you evolve into old age as a Jew, you can't help but being an old Jew. Um, <laughs> I was born an old Jew, but <laughs> uh, is it like um, is it like AARP when like when you reach the age of forty eight, your yarmulke comes in the mail? So can I tell you something? <laughs> oh, no. I I got an email from something called Silver Singles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck list I got on or or what, but it just showed up. At, you know, granted, it's my live mailbox show, so all sorts of crap shows up in there. Um, and yes, I still have a live mailbox, but <laughs> yes. um, but also do other things through Gmail. So I'm with it. Mm-hmm. I I'm with the times ish. Um, We've had this discussion last yeah, week. Yeah. So, but. I was like, and and it came today. It like kicked mm-hmm. me when I'm down. I'm like, single, thirty six, in this you know, nice but tiny one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got, uh, I'm living with a cat, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a temperamental cat, uh, and and I I've got. Yeah, you. It's. I'm not feeling good about myself, and then I get this email from Silver Singles. I'm yeah. like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. It makes me feel bad that I kind of made a joke, a couple of jokes <laughs> at your expense before I arrived here. That's all right. Though I do have to, I do have to say that bringing over a bottle of Lonely Boy Margaritas <laughs> does kind of fit in with the theme. It does yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. Did you? Well, I'm going to finish my Billy Joel story first, okay. and then well, I still have one more question. Once you're yeah, done. no. Uh, uh, so it's it was it was a time when the the uh, the Billy Joel, uh, you know, the the love for his music had to go underground for a while, mm-hmm. and it found you know it, it had to go underground, and it's not even like I I got with it at that point. I was still evolving into liking Dylan and Leonard Cohen and Bruce Springsteen and then Elvis Costello. And then I got into the clash and some punk and some new wave, but I was still about 15 years behind current music. Um, Mm. and, and it's not until, Oh, and I, uh, and I got into one John Cougar Mellencamp at that point as well. John Cougar? (laughs) JC. (laughs) (laughs) The best JC in my opinion, Mm -hmm. but, um, uh, yeah, so a lot of that, a lot of that, but again, also, is there a better, I, I, you know, I, I point to human wheels as a great example of why 
Mr. Mellencamp is a great song. Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, yes, you could, you know, easily pigeonhole him as the Midwest Springsteen. Sure. Um, also, side note, um, I did supposedly, I stayed in a cabin near Bloomington, Indiana, hmm. which is supposedly by his house. That's well, it's one of his the houses. home of 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 yeah. yeah. It's Camp it, Mellencamp. Yes. Well, Camp Mellencamp is not pink. It does not have a pink house. But um, they're for you and me. I know. But um, I like Johnny Cougar. I and what's is it? Is it um, Dance Naked, the one with... The, the one that came out... Well, the, so the the response to the lack of commercial success of mm. the, I think, solid, like, possibly best album of mm. his career, Human Wheels, okay. they, Mercury was like, There's, you know, what are you, you're not commercially viable anymore, mm-hmm. you're not having hit singles, and so he turned around and gave them Dance Naked, mm-hmm. like, within six months, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, while his version of Wild Night was a big hit. Yeah, I so I was gonna say, is it Dance Naked or is it or was it? I'm trying to figure out which one was Human Wheels. Was the one with the Van Morrison song? No, Dance Naked is the one of the Van Morrison okay. song. So, um, okay, and Human Wheels, I know that one too. Yeah, um, Human Wheels spin round and round. round. Yeah, and which one has um, I saw you first? Oh, that's um, that's another one I really like a lot, which is uh, Mr. Happy Go Lucky. Yes. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. The whole album is actually really solid, Mm -hmm. and uh, the video features one Mr. All Right, All Right, All Right, Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) So back to my second Billy Joel question. Sure. And this is where, and um, you have you have two choices: (laughs) The Stranger or Fifty Second Street. Oh boy. Now, okay, I think that The Stranger. Is a damn near perfect album. Mm-hmm. There are two songs on the second side that I could totally do without, and also I think "Just the Way You Are" is probably the cheesiest song ever written in the history of pop music. And I'm pretty sure Mr. Joel would agree with you. There. He, he agrees, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, when you look at the title song, when you look at Vienna, mm-hmm. scenes from an Italian restaurant, only the good die young, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony's song, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I mean, uh, it's it's just it's those are like fucking perfect songs. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard to argue with that, but I think Fifty Second Street is actually a more consistent album. Yeah, because it's I think I mean. I think I like The Stranger more, just mm-hmm. simply because it felt... I, I feel like it's kind of like his river. It swings a little more for the fences. Yes. But I think 52nd Street is definitely the more co- consistent and cohesive album. Yes. Because it does have a theme, because it talks about... Mm-hmm. It, it's about him in L.A. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and again, you've got Big Shot, you've got uh, My Life, you've mm-hmm. got Honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, Zanzibar, I think, is a great song. Oh, yeah. Um, stiletto. stiletto, yeah. Oh, that sax on stiletto. But I I think that he hits a stride there with um with the stranger that carries through an innocent man. Mm-hmm. My favorite Billy Joel album is Nylon Curtain. Yep, we've yeah, we've had this. 
I think it's his Nebraska pretty much. Mm-hmm. It came out right around the same time. It's got Allentown, Goodnight mm-hmm. Saigon, uh, the aforementioned Pressure, which mm-hmm. you can argue doesn't age terribly well with all the synths, but I think it's still it's 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 pretty strong. Uh, and it's got uh, it's 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 basically it's almost like his uh, revolver kind of because mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a Beatles album. Yeah, like when you listen to that outside of Goodnight Saigon and Allentown, if you listen to Laura mm-hmm. and uh, No Surprises and things like that, I mean, even Where's the Orchestra? Uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely uh, a pretty heavy McCartney influenced album. And I, is it? Would you think it's the only one, uh, not the only one, but it's him starting to be more socially aware? Well, yeah, because it's got Goodnight yeah, Saigon yeah. on it and Allentown. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah, that's. Um, never, I've never considered him to be like a, up he, until that point. He wasn't a political songwriter at all. Yeah. Um, and so I would even argue he's kind of, well, no. Well, you think about it, Goodnight Saigon is two years pre-born in the USA. Yeah. I mean, that's he's he's also a self-professed uh, history buff. Yeah. Which is where We Didn't Start the Fire comes from. But, you know. Um, River of Dreams, though, I kind of would... I, I, I'm happy it was his last. Well, because he was... He, I mean, basically, post An Innocent Man, he didn't have a great album. Yeah. Well, yeah. There were there were bright spots. I like Stormfront. I mean, Stormfront's got some solid songs. Again, yeah. it's got some Stay bright spots Grace, on it. Stay, well, I mean, uh, uh, and so it goes is a great oh, song. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, there's the Down Easter Alexa is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think I go to Extremes is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good running song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost ruined by the fact that Lindsay Lohan has the lyrics tattooed on her. Oh, does she? Yeah, she I did does. not know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't not like, I like running to it, but then like I can't help but think sometimes that there's this picture of her somewhere with the lyrics tattooed on the side of her body. That's like, insane. I wouldn't picture her. I wouldn't peg her for a, a Billy Joel fan, at I, least enough to get a tattoo on her. I think she thinks it's clever. It's a clever comment on her, uh, you know, her insanity. Her, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, but. You know, I think she's younger than both of us. I don't know, uh, you know, uh, where. But Billy Joel's timeless. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, that's been about twenty minutes of Billy Joel Corner. Yeah. So, <laughs> we. I mean, we had talked about this being just a, a, a like a comparison, a, a, like a recap of season two versus season one of The Good Place. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is sort of like comparing The Stranger to Fifty Second Street. It kind of is because the stranger's got the big hits on it, mm-hmm. possibly the most memorable singles. Mm-hmm. But Fifty Second Street is more consistent, right? And it has a cohesive through line. Mm-hmm. Now you could say, as you were, as you were saying, mm-hmm. as you said, I should say, that that is a direct comparison to season one of The Good Place is The Stranger. Mm-hmm. And season two is Fifty Second Street. Yeah, which does that make season three the Nylon Curtain? You know, um, or could it be Glass Houses? Ooh, I like that. I like that comparison a lot. 
I think we're yet to see their nylon curtain. Yeah. <laughs> the nylon curtain's coming. The nylon curtain could be season four. Yeah. Which um, is in the works. Yeah. We well, speak. we already know. Well, we can't say because we haven't talked about season three yet. Yeah. But let me <laughs> just say. Because as we, as we have talked about many, many times. Yeah. I ruined it for someone. You did. This is so. true. This is true. But without giving away the 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 story, season four is, is has has is gonna have some themes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some some stuff it's gotta deal with. And oh, yeah. that that points to it being the nylon curtain of the good place. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I think that it's actually a more apt comparison to of the good place to Billy Joel through those four that four album arc than it is to to a lot of popular songwriters. Well even um I mean this isn't giving anything away, but there are some there are some moments in season three that do directly deal with the events of today. Yes. There are Well that's true. There yes. are literal comments on that. Like it it's it's literally it's blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. Um but um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't listen to Billy Joel on the way here, <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if we want to go. It could be the nylon curtain, and season three could be the nylon curtain and with the political. Well, okay, let's even just even the, the contemporary. Even thinking about about glass houses, mm-hmm. glass houses is an interesting. So if you think about the singles off of that album and start comparing them like side by side, just you know without discussing season three of The Good Place, forthcoming probably this fall when it hits Netflix. Yeah, that's it's going to be a long hiatus, folks. Um, Which um, first let's get the introductions out of the way. Oh yeah, yeah, a yeah. good twenty minutes into it. This is what the fork. Yeah, I'm Jason. I'm Jared. So we are available at What, what the, the fork, fork Pod on the Twitter and the Instagrams. Yep. I am at Jason E. Kyle, K-E-I-L, on the Twitter. And I am at LTD underscore engagement, also on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. up. And uh, the email address is whatthefork.pod uh, what at gmail.com. All yep. right. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. And I no. don't know. Susu might be getting her own account soon. So, and As um, I become a crazy cat man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, I mean, I'll speak for Jerry where it may, things may sound a little different this week mm-hmm. and from point forward because um, the um, the office has moved. Oh, that's right. This is, this is well, it's technically it's the second recording in the new digs because the first recording I did was the intro to this week's limited engagement. Okay. Um, well, and the intro to the album Infinitum, which starts the Squeeze series, which I'm super excited about. Which I am too, even though, you know, I am biased. I would participate <laughs> in it. It's... Um, yeah, I, I'm uh, super, uh, super undonny. Like I'm in my element. I am very <laughs> much in my element discussing squeeze. Peak Jared. Peak Jared. Yep, that's right. Uh, so watch out. Um, <laughs> but no, I honestly, I, 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 I love both Amy Mann and, and Fountains of Wayne. But I could talk about squeeze for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and you kind of did. <laughs> I, yeah. And your your uh, your article that came out today, the article on you, oh yeah, mentions squeeze. Yes, it does because I like squeeze. Mm. So, and I what's do. not to like? Exactly. Did, um, yeah. So yeah, there. Um, what? I, so how did that? I, I I read through the article. How did that come about? Oh, so 
Um, We're turning this apparently into a limited engagement. How did that? How did that come about for you? Well, Jared, <laughs> um, isn't this like? And this is practically the year anniversary of my limited engagement appearance. Well, yeah, pretty close to it, right? Yeah. Because that was the genesis for this show. Yes. So this is where our bro fest began. Different, yeah, different locations, same bro fest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what happened is um, I do a lot of stuff with the events calendar on the Phoenix New Times, which is yeah. in print known as the 90 day section. Um, online, it's the best thing to do in Phoenix this week. Okay. Um, I had um, the person who I spoke to, her name is Marissa. She works for her, uh, a public relations agency that was working with the Melrose Street Fair, which was about a few months ago. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. And um, we got to talking and she says, hey, I do this column with the company and called me on Monday. We just, I'll give you a questionnaire. You fill it out Mm -hmm. and uh, we put it on the page and took a few weeks because I've been so busy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Which is a good thing, right? Yeah. A ton of writing assignments. Um, So I, I... Filled it out, just really easy, you know, pretty painless. And um, she emailed me back today and said, "Hey, guess what's up?" <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um, no, and immediately I got um, got a lot of notes from like a lot of PR people within the area. Very um, cool. Who want you know see what I can do to help them and because want to help you promote this podcast because you mentioned it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it felt important <laughs> that uh, what the fork is a part of my life. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, and I don't, you know, I'm not going to give up anytime soon. So if you want me, you have to. You got to take the fork. You got to take the fork. <laughs> so. <laughs> no. no, that's, um, but yeah, that's just something fun that I did. And I, <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, I got a lot of emails immediately um, from people in PR, like going, hey, there's this restaurant that's opening. There's this. Nice. You want to be on this panel? I'm like whoa <laughs> sweet that's pretty cool yeah so i was um that's good. some good pr yeah <laughs> so thanks and um and uh, allison's a really good pr person she's lovely to deal with nice um which um not that I mean, everyone it's a tough job so it was really nice working with her so it's a tough job for people who you know for everyone so yeah yeah so yeah she does it well and seems to really like it so very cool uh well so back to to the billy joel comparison yes because apparently what this has turned into is an episode talking about the good place in comparison to billy joel yeah it seemed to be a good way to go you know if it, it was you know we talk about organic it just kind of happened yeah. so you, um you, you just listened to it happen guys you just li- it happened all over the it place it was a good segue <laughs> You see what I did there? <laughs> um, we just, we just, yeah, we just Billy Joeled all over this podcast. <laughs> uh, but well, and you know, he was he was even here in town just recently. Mm-hmm. So um, I know I didn't get to see him, but I uh, did not either. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> bummed, but also, also, he's he's one of those guys where I I get concerned that. I, if I see him today, it's just not going to quite live up to my my uh, inner memory of him. And that's, you know, according to to our friend Ed Masley, who covered that show, mm-hmm. I, I should have been there. <laughs> well, did you see him like five years ago when he was at Talking Sick? I did or not. Or what was 
whatever it was then. at the time. Yeah. Uh, what would that have been? U.S. Airways. I yeah, think. yeah. So I previously met, America West. <laughs> so I went to that show. That was. Oh, did you? Yeah, that was like the second or third show I reviewed for the New So Times. I probably have more Billy Joel albums than you do, and you've seen him more than I have. I've seen him twice. Which is twice more than I've seen him so, live. Um, so you should see him at some point, but just know that from what I read in the New Times and in Masley's review, which is actually the one the show five years ago is when I actually first met Mr. Masley. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Didn't know it at the time, <laughs> but much like the Elvis Costello concert I went to, which both Mr. Masley and Mark Oxborough and Jason Woodbury were at. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so and, um, but anyway, it's pretty much, he does the, from what I read in both the new times and Masley's article was, it was the same show that he did five years ago. Pretty much like exactly. almost verbatim verbatim. Well, five years ago, which is fine because that's what he does at Square Gar- at Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden, Garden every month. I, that's see, that's a little. That's I mean, I don't know, but it sounded like he was doing a lot of deep cuts, which was mm-hmm. nice. Like I think he pulled out Zanzibar, he he pulled out Vienna, and mm-hmm. seen some Italian restaurant, and but he talked years ago about how his range is just different mm-hmm. as he's aged, and so some of the songs that you know apparently like a lot of the songs off of an innocent man just aren't in his range anymore he can't do um, uptown girl anymore. yeah he's and that's okay yeah that as far as joel albums go that's probably my least favorite song uh, you know singles go for sure and I, you know I, I, um also precursor to to springsteen's uh garage themed video with i'm on fire mm-hmm. you know Billy Joel had his garage theme video with with Uptown Girl. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's <laughs> what I guess what I'm discovering here is that actually Springsteen just keeps following Billy Joel. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> actually, no, not at all. It's just kind of it's just kind of funny when you start if you break it down to to these terms of you know Billy Joel had the. The more you know, had the Vietnam song before Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel had the Garage video before Springsteen. You know, it's just it's just kind of funny. It's you know, I think personally, I am of the opinion that Mr. Springsteen is a much better songwriter. Um, and my, I have a a I have an even deeper affection for Springsteen's music than I have for 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 Billy Joel's. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of funny. Yeah, just kind of funny. So what you're saying is that. Joel sets the, sets the trend. And Bruce comes in, <laughs> kinda. Well, because it. because if you want to talk parallels, the closest, mm-hmm. the closest that Billy Joel gets to a darkness on the edge of town is probably Glass Houses. I can see that, yeah. and that's. I mean, that's not. It's it's not even close as mm-hmm. far as as far as that kind so of. So would goes. you then say, Piano Man is his born to run? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it'd have to be because. Like there was Cold Spring Harbor first, which yeah, which is was, which would be his. Well, Cold Spring from, Harbor is yeah. I guess his greetings from Asbury Park. Um, although greetings from Asbury Park holds up better than Cold Spring Harbor, well, no way shit. better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have to keep. Um, well, I mean, keeping in mind too that Mr. Joel had just 
left a heavy metal group. Attila. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's just a little baby. He's just flipping his arms and legs around, <laughs> not knowing what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, and there are some songs that hold up on that. When he uh, when he pulled some of them out for uh, that Songs in the Attic album, mm-hmm. where he did kind of his, uh, that's where the better version of of uh, Say Goodbye to Hollywood comes from. Oh, yeah. Uh, where he, he kind of dusted off these these deeper album cuts and, and uh, you know, put his current sound to them. That's uh, the the tracks that came off of Cold Spring Harbor. Pretty solid. That's where she's got away comes from. Mm-hmm. I um, the one thing I can say about Piano Man, other than the songs are really long. There are a lot of song long songs on there, and because it's, I mean, it's ambitious. It swings for the fences. Captain Jack, Ballad of Billy the Kid. Yeah, yeah. Guy, I love that song. Yeah, um, I like Worst Comes to Worst too. Yeah, it's not bad. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Um, but, um, anyway, uh, so we're talking, so, oh, season right. one. Um, so season one for, for the stranger, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got your, uh, uh, the opening is kind of like the title track mm-hmm. because you've got your, um, waking up in this, you know, strange land, you don't know, you know, where you are, what the setting is, um, you know, uh, probably if we were to, to track this as, as a musical, uh, Michael is the stranger, mm-hmm. you know, cause we all, he has a face that hides away forever. Yep. Exactly. And there you go. Now takes, takes yeah. out to show yep. everyone else is gone. Yep. 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 Yeah. And would then you, would you say that Eleanor would be only the good guy young? Oh, come out Virginia, don't let me wait. Uh maybe but Cheaty might be Virginia. Well, El- well Eleanor would be calling to Cheaty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He would be the Catholic girl. Who, yeah. <laughs> Starts much Starts too, too late. late. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, so Cheaty is Virginia. <laughs> and <laughs> Eleanor is the is the narrator of the song, the one calling out to Virginia. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's that impatience right there. Mm-hmm. You know, Eleanor has nothing but impatience in the first season for Cheaty, you know, trying mm-hmm. to learn ethics, trying to learn how to be good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's like, hey, only the good die young. You know, telling you, baby, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, then, and I'm just kind of going in my head and you, you may need to help me out because sure, I want sure, to listen sure. to the stranger, but would you say that Tahani would be the character in Vienna? Uh, maybe slow yeah. down you crazy child. Mm-hmm. You're so ambitious for a juvenile. Mm-hmm. But then if you're so smart. Tell me, why are you still so afraid? AA aid. <laughs> um, yeah. So the chasing me. Well, well, okay. So, and again, looking at that, that um, 
too bad, but it's the life you lead. You can uh, get what you want or you can get what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Jason, who's Jason and the Stranger? He might be Anthony. Yeah. Because he's the one that says, Mama, if that's moving up, then I'm moving out. Yes. That is like a Molotov cocktail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's getting in that car and revving the motor and taking off down the road. Mm -hmm. Burning Um, bridges. Oh, yeah. Burning boats. Yeah. Yeah. You can pay Uncle Sam with your overtime. Mm Um. Yeah. He would be somebody who trained a Chevy for a Cadillac. Ack, 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 ack. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He would be that guy. Um, and he knows that working too hard can give you a heart attack. Ack, 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 mm-hmm. ack. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, um, and yeah, I think, I think Jason is Anthony. Oh. He's saving his pennies for someday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, then scenes from an Italian restaurant would be Eleanor's life on Earth. Yes. Yep. Well, I love that song. It's a great song. It's so good. It could also be Tahani again, though, because if you're if you're if you're looking at it, well, it's technically like three songs. It is. It is. There's a couple of different stories in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That's I mean, that's such a good song. Yeah. That middle bit, mm-hmm. that piano that like oh man. Oh, so good. You just see him just kicking off the do, bench do, and do, just do, going Yeah. Oh man, so so good. You want to play it right now, don't you? I I really do, but to get it to that point and cue it up might be uh might might be a little difficult. But I might do it anyway. No. I mean, copyright be damned. <laughs> well, we are discussing it in the context of The Good Place. That's true. So, uh, um, let me see. What, um, so, other songs on there. I'm trying to think of what other songs would be on there. Um, well, I mean, I think that that's, that's the core of the songs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, just the way you are. Uh, well, is that kind of... Is that kind of uh, of Jason and Janet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Right? Just a little bit. Um, I'm not a girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can totally see him saying, I love you just the way you are, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be something cheesy and... Yeah. And I think the stranger... The stranger kind of sets it up um, as lays the gl- groundwork for what was to come, which would be Fifty Second Street. Like season one, kind of lays it lays it all out. And yeah, yeah, because and thus making for a consistent album on season two. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about. We'll get into that here. Uh, get into my library, search for scenes from an Italian restaurant. There it is. 
This episode of What the Fuck is sponsored by iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's coming out of the wrong input. Gotta plug this in. Not everything is completely set up in the new place yet. Oh, we won't be able to do it. Won't be able to do it. Oh man. Because I can't... We're already recording, so I can't add a new track. Thanks, uh. Thanks, Zoom. That's okay. I think we're painting a vivid enough picture without the music itself. I mean... Billy Joel, I mean, let's face it. Everyone speaks pretty much Billy Joel and Elton John. Yeah. So I feel like that they're in the lexicon enough. I think so. Where people can imagine the killer bridge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, um. Indeed. Now, <laughs> I'm just looking at the looking at the song. She's always a woman that would be oh, Janet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, except... Except she's not. She's not. <laughs> but to Jason, she's always a woman to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, I can't believe we left that out. But then, yeah, see, the first seven songs are amazing. And then you get into... Get right the first time. Yeah. And at that point, <laughs> at that point, that's where it loses me. Um, it's just... I mean, there's only two songs after that, but it's yeah. Get It Right the First Time and Everybody Has a Dream. Like, Everybody Has a Dream is a major ham-fisted song. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Um, well, but... Unless you're Genesis, yeah. and your songs are 10 minutes long. Yeah. What interesting. As long as, long as you're pure Gabriel Genesis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, all right. So, now, again, let's take a look at we're going to take a look at 52nd street here um, and see uh, <laughs> big shot <laughs> starting off with big shot. Yep. That's Eleanor. Okay. Eleanor's big shot. Well then, well, season or, two it would be Tahani. Tahani's the big shot. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. This is honesty. Yeah. Honesty is, 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 is Chidi and, and Eleanor. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pure, pure and simple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Zanzibar, I see as a little bit of a Michael song. Mm-hmm. Um, him setting up the, him setting up the, uh, the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so would be, um, would that be, What's his name? Uh, Mark Evan Jackson. Oh yeah. John, is it John? God, why can't I? <laughs> um, let's bring that up real quick. Jeff is it's Jeff, isn't it? He's not Jeff. Why can't I think of names today? You know what? Whose song? Whose song was? Uh, which song was? Uh, uh, oh man, Parks and Rec guy, Adam Scott. <laughs> oh, what was his song? His Billy yeah. Joel song. What was his Billy Joel song? Fudge. Um, I'm gonna have to Google that. He might be. I mean, it crosses albums and seasons, oh. but he might. Oh, you're talking about Am Scott from from Am Scott on the good on place. the good place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
So I thought you meant like he had like his character on Parks and Rec has a song. No, no, no. Who's his character? Who's his song? What's his song in, in The Good Place? I don't remember. Oh, it's got to be a Paul Mudd or a... Limp <laughs> 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 <Lip> Biscuit. <laughs> so we're saying not a Billy Joel song. I don't recall it being a Billy Joel song. No, I guess not. His was... Yeah, his was the... Uh, <laughs> his was the crotch rock break. Um all right. What is Mark Everett Jackson's or Mark Evan Jack? Did you see the most recent um, Brooklyn Nine Nine? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. good. Oh my, such gosh. a great. Oh man, but such a great episode. But um, that's every um, every party I work party I go to with Kristen. And you feel like I am. You feel like Captain Holt. I feel like Captain Holt because I'm surrounded by doctors. I'm surrounded by literal brain surgeons. <laughs> and they're talking about brain surgery. And they're like, yeah, I caught St. Vincent the other day. <laughs> uh, but they're not, um, they're in no way act in the way that um, they act, the professors act. They're wonderful and nice people. Well, that's nice. Yes. Brain surgeons are very nice. Okay. So we have... <laughs> we're, we're looking at uh, some season three characters there. Um, oh. oh. Who was Mindy St. Clair? What song was Mindy St. Clair? <laughs> or did she go on a journey? She she's journey. She, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Campbell Run wouldn't be like eastbound and down. No, it's not smoking the band is eastbound and down. Yeah. Oh, it's Sean, isn't it? I, it is Sean. Yes, it is Sean. Yeah, that's right, Sean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't uh, didn't take the. Uh, the form of a middle-aged white male for nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, and, and what's what is Sean's song? Well, I'll go back to iTunes, and we can. Sean, I mean, Sean comes in. And just so, are we saying Sean is stiletto? Sean might be stiletto. Um. He is, as he says, a naughty bitch. Yeah, he is. Um, you got so, that right, sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, okay, so Rosalinda's Eyes that would is... That Chidi's song, too. Eleanor. Yeah, that's right. Um, during the reboot where they fall in love. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And when they end up falling in love again, mm-hmm. they're at the end of season two. Um, <laughs> half a mile away sounds kind of like a Jason song. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other world is just a half a mile away. Um, that would know. be yeah, his bro or his uh, yeah, the bro room or oh the uh, the bud room the bud the bud hole the bud hole the bud hole. <laughs> um, and also his dance troupe. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Until the night is also is also uh, it's another big love song. Mm-hmm. So is that another? 
Is that another? It could be a Janet. Song. Uh, could be a Janet song. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going back to our my original question, mm-hmm. Stranger or Fifty Second Street? Yes. It would. I used to be Team Stranger. I I, I thought it was up in this point, and mm-hmm. then I'm looking at the it's track songs, list yeah, for track by track. Yeah, and I'm like every song here on Fifty Second Street. Probably except for, I don't know, probably except for until the night. I like until the night a lot. It's a big, it's but, a big musical finish, basically. But it's like all singles. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yes and no. So if you look at his greatest hits volumes one and two, yes, uh, you've only got Big Shot and My Life on there, and some later versions add Honesty in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking like what I would. All songs that I would know and love. Sure. Like I see all I see definitely side one, all singles. Well, I, I, I would agree. I think that but this is what I was saying. I think yeah. that fifty second street may not have quite the wow factor that a good half of the stranger does, mm-hmm. but it is song for song more consistent. Yeah. I think when you you know, side one, side two, there's not a dud in the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um even even the the end track 52nd street even though it's it's lyrically kind of inconsequential there's not a lot going on in it it's only like it's just a hair over two minutes Mm -hmm. but um it's it's a good mood song and it's got a a good sax solo on it um uh so yeah i mean i would i would argue that he actually as far as album consistency goes it ramps up from the stranger. Mm-hmm. Like the stranger is a good, a good uh, six songs in out of nine. Yeah, and then Fifty Second Street is solid all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I think Glass Houses is solid all the way through, yeah. and also Nylon Curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even argue that an, an Innocent Man is is solid all the way through, despite my dislike for Uptown Girl. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a fun song. It's, it's just, it's just not, it's not, it, it's, ugh, 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 ugh. <laughs> um, you made your point. Yes, thank you. <laughs> now, especially when, you know, it, it, there there are plenty of romantic lyrics on there. It's his love album for Christy Brinkley. Mm-hmm. Like, even The Longest Time, I think it's a great doo-wop song. Yeah. You know, great acapella um, fun song, just yeah, and and tell and, her about it has ten, uh, four times on, yeah, yeah, um, and I mean it's an it's also it's a good solid, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, like, I just probably Uptown Girl is my least favorite song on that album. Yeah. Um, what is your least favorite Billy Joel song? Ooh, there are some duds. Yeah, there are some duds. As much as I as much as I really love his music, there there you know, I mean, oh, I'll tell you mine. Okay, go for it. It's probably I'm sure there are some duds, more duds duddier than this one than this one. But I do not like Shades of Grey off of River of Dreams. I just don't. Oh, okay. It sounds like an old man on the porch. Yeah. Well, so does No Man's Land. Yeah, that one. That one at least has, I mean, the whole album is sort of like old man on the porch. It is, 
but as far as the bright spot on the bright spots on that album are the title track mm-hmm. and then uh, Lullaby, mm-hmm. Good Night My Angel. Famous Last Words I really like. Oh, too. Famous Last Words is good. Mm-hmm. Famous Last Words is good. Um, I also actually like um, Two Thousand Years mm-hmm. um, and Great Wall of China. Yeah, you know that's a good like you know but those friendship are... getting screwed song. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like I remember. There was like a Shades of Grey documentary um, that came out a few months after the album came out. Right, because it's basically like he got like mismanaged and the... Mm-hmm. I, first of all, I don't know how you have your your ex-brother-in-law be your manager for so long and not think that you're getting screwed in the back end. There. Right. Um, Which is why that... Um, I think it's Family Productions. Yeah. Or that logo is on pretty much everything. I think until, basically, I think until Greatest Hits. Mm-hmm. I think it's on it through, it's on it through a lot of, yeah. And then he finally got out of that yeah. awful contract he had. Yeah. But I think what, I remember on that documentary, it was a Dan Kortzemeyer who does my other favorite old man, not a lawn artist, Don Henley. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like, just do what Don does. <laughs> Complain. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Don definitely complains. Don complains. But hey, you get heart of the matter out of it. So you get New York man out of it. Yeah. You get uh You get End of the Innocence out of it. Oh God. Great That's track. So that Bruce Hornsby piano on there. You get Boys of Summer out of it, you know. That's, that Mike Campbell uh, guitar. Sense. Yeah. Those synths on Boys of Summer. Yeah. That is like... I mean, that's another... It would be probably top 10, 15 perfect single for me. Oh, that's such Just a great because song. because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I just think... Yeah. And of course, I think just every song, pretty much 1984... You know, or nine, around nineteen eighty four, eighty five. I just think it's about Stephen Nicks anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair. I mean, you know, <laughs> they had this, their thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of, I mean, Leather and Lace is a great song. Such a great song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's uh, leather. She's lace. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh boy. Well, that was a good start. I yeah, it was a good start to the hiatus. Yeah. I mean. But do you, I mean, which one do you like more? Do you like season one or season two? That's a good question. I think uh, season one. Season one has so many hits when you think about it, though. Mm -hmm. It's got Michael being depressed. It's Mm -hmm. got, um, you know, it's, it's got, I don't know. It's got so many killer moments. But season two has some some once they've settled into the characters there, you know season one has that cliffhanger where where Michael just drops the mask and does his evil laugh, and it's perfect and then you've got season two, which i mean it it just it is more consistent, I think, 
Like, I don't feel like we had those moments in season two where we were talking about filler episodes the way we were talking about in season one. Yeah. So you're saying that season one had some filler episodes. Yeah. Which it did. Yes. And season two... My thing is season two could have ended on... Season two could have ended episode 10 for me. When things kind of wrap up, they go after... Um. They go after um, them in the medium place. Yeah. They're in the bad place. And then they go see the judge. Or they're about to go see the judge. So you would start season three with the judge? I think it could. I'm just saying it could start. The, the, way, the way season two starts, I think season episode ten could be the uh, it could end there where they they appear in the good place and or they or I mean, appear before the, the judge or the burrito okay so so basically it would just go a little bit in, into mm-hmm. the next episode right mm-hmm. where where they've got where mm-hmm. where they see the burrito on the table but in episodes 11 and 12 mm-hmm. are just saying it up for season three they really are it's going to be hard not to talk about season three for such a long time right but I, they do set it up. If but if you don't have okay, there are twelve episodes to the technically really thirteen because it's two chapters smooshed into one mm-hmm. in the uh, in the first episode. But you know, so it's it's done as twelve episodes mm-hmm. though. But, and if you leave out eleven and twelve, then mm-hmm. you miss the moment of because isn't no episode ten is is Michael with the trolley problem right. That is the most, possibly the most emotionally impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm using a word I hate, impactful. It's the most emotionally impacting uh, scene in the entire season. Yes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And and you've got, um, and you know it, it's it's come around to uh, uh, Eleanor shows concern for Michael and he feels touched, and then you've got. Um, You've got, uh, you know, Michael sacrificing himself to save Eleanor, mm-hmm. and that I mean that would have been that would have been a great way to go mm-hmm. out. So yeah, mm-hmm. I could I could see that. I mean, it's not that seasons like episodes eleven and twelve don't have value. They, they do. super do. I mean, yeah. you've got you've got, but it almost seems like a coda, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a uh, you know. So this is where things really end. But then these things happened along the way. And you have their test episode in which you see Eleanor's true growth because of how she figures out her test, but also sticks to her. We all go or none of us go. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's where she really arrives as, mm-hmm. as in herself, um, as somebody who's evolved into mm-hmm. a good person. But, I mean... Even to that end, too, season 12 ends on Eleanor meeting Chidi again. Yes. So, um, I, I just, for season for me, season two starts out a bit rough because they just mess with the formula. Yeah. They're trying to mess with what they've already established. Right. And it doesn't really get on its feet till about middle of episode three yeah i mean they kind of do a little bit of the arrested development everybody has their separate story kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah and then once it all comes together then it go then it's it's aces it's your 
it seems of Italian restaurant. It's, yes. So, I guess for me, as, as I'm talking, or is it Zanzibar. As I'm, <laughs> as I'm talking more and more as far as quality wise, mm-hmm. I would say season one for me is more consistent. Um, it's the one I probably enjoy more because. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but I don't know. It's. But in the same way, season one just lays the groundwork for season two. Yeah. And, I mean, you're you're going to have, like, in the beginning of season two, yeah, I mean, honestly, it may not be the best song, but mm-hmm. but then you stick it's around. It's such a lonely word. Right. But then you stick around, you get some My Life. That's right. You get the theme from Bosom Buddies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um which, speaking so, of Am, I'm sorry, side note. No, go ahead. Speaking of Am Scott, mm-hmm. I remember a few episodes ago. We were we talked about this. That yeah. greatest TV thing of all time, him yeah. and Paul Rudd. Yeah. Have you caught that yet? I still haven't watched it, but I, I, I remember looking it up because we were talking about it. Okay. Um, and because that's also where we where we found out that the that the Bosom Buddies version is not, not Tom by Billy Joel. Yeah. Oh yes, and. The rumor oh, was for a while that Tom was Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah also it. not sung by Tom yeah. Hanks. Um, now, I I get what you're talking about with with maybe season two is a little more uneven, but it also I I don't know. If I may use another analogy, sure, go ahead. Maybe. You know, um, maybe it's season two is also if we're going MCU because, as you know, Avengers comes out in a few days. Yeah, so we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> um, as least as we're recording this, and probably it'd be out. By it'll the- it'll be out by the time this goes up. Yeah. yeah. Um, it can be season two can be like Iron Man two, mm-hmm. where it has. Um, I mean, it does have some cool things in it. Yeah, but. It's a little rough at some points, um, but it's all to establish what comes next. Mm-hmm. Because if they didn't do all the stuff in season two, then you wouldn't get season three, which we all agree is amazeballs. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be it'll be good to go. It'll be good to rewatch season three because mm-hmm. it's you know watching it in real time. There's some distance already. So mm-hmm. to go back. I you know, so I have and, to and say, by the way, Fork Buddies, we can't watch um, unless we buy the series mm-hmm. on iTunes. We can't watch season three until it's on Netflix because Hulu does not offer the complete season until uh, it only offers the last five episodes of season three, so we can't rewatch it again. Right, and I don't think it's we, gonna hit. I don't think it's gonna hit um, Netflix until September. Possibly. So, yeah, so that's why we can't watch season three yet, unless, I mean, you want to donate to Who <laughs> Wild to the Jason Jason and Jared need to buy season three on Amazon. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's there's that. Um, but we're not. We don't. Well, and this is. I guess we should broach that subject too. This is also why you're beginning to hear ads now. Is that. Um, is that needed to go ahead and attempt to to monetize the Hoot and Waddle podcasts? Mm-hmm. So, if you hear ads, that's why, folks. And it's just at the beginning, right? It took us to buy an FDN, I assume. 
I, I don't know because I haven't listened to this week's episodes yet. <laughs> I just was like, I loaded them in a my- panic. So here's the th- well, not in a panic, but with moving on Saturday and getting everything loaded in, and I was just wiped. I didn't get to do anything other than than kind of wallow and and be kind of depressed and and get a few things unpacked here and there mm-hmm. um on saturday and then sunday i slept that off a little bit and uh <laughs> and 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 also needed to um you know i ended up spending a lot of time trying to like you know build this bookcase behind you here so i could get the records out which was important is and, this an uh, ikea bookcase it is how long I, did it take you like a half a day no not bad it was like it was like an hour Wow. It wasn't bad. Just by myself, too. I'm pretty proud of that. I, I, dude, was, you deserve like a medal. <laughs> there are a lot of parts to this thing, but it's perfect for records. So I, um, I can't think of any time that me and Kristen have built something we bought from Ikea where it doesn't take at least half a day. <laughs> yeah, all of – I got all – like the desk was Ikea, the the uh, bookcase Ikea, the, the day bed in there is Ikea, so – I like IKEA stuff. I'm I'm handy with an Allen wrench. Yeah. Well, I like how it looks. I just don't like building it. Yeah, no, it looks it looks good. It looks solid. Um, so anyway, I didn't start I didn't start going through and 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 doing the edits and uploading things until Sunday night, mm-hmm. which is a, is the point at which I discovered that my internet through CenturyLink is a lot slower than it was at the offices uh, previously, which were serviced by Cax. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I I looked at, um, but you know, hey, it's what I can afford for, buddies. Yeah. So, um, so and I got so the highest bit rate. Be, uh... <laughs> I got the highest bit rate that I could get in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're saying is CenturyLink is not going to be advertising here. Anytime. Not so much because I am already not super super thrilled with the uh the yeah. time it takes i'm gonna have to start factoring that in well since we're already burning that bridge they do throw my ear in that quite a bit yeah yeah you know it's this like corridor though where there's all this construction going on mm-hmm. and all these because because cox would lose would lose service fairly regularly from what i remember as well mm-hmm. um so it just seemed like anybody anytime somebody hit a line it was done so you're saying cox were cox yes indeed indeed oh. But uh, CenturyLink does have really good customer service, though. I will give them that. That's good to know. Yeah, I've never had. I well, and the few times I've had to call them, they've been really nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think the final word that I wanted to say about season two for now is that you know I agree that there was a natural cutoff point with Michael's sacrifice and him becoming basically the most human that he could be at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most like, well, let's not say human because there are a lot of humans who would not have done that in his situation. He becomes the least bad place Mm -hmm. and the most good place at that point. He becomes almost like a real architect, I guess, or what I imagine a real architect would be. And, but without, without those last two episodes, you miss, um, you miss that part about Eleanor's growth. You miss... Maya Rudolph's great performance, and I guess you could say that you would start off season three with that. Um, but the final episode of season two, which really, I mean, one of these times we might have to just marathon all the way through. Mm. Once we get through season five, and I assume there are probably five seasons in the arc that 
Michael Shore is talking about. That's my guess, anyway. We'll see. The fact that it's gone, the fact that it gets a fourth. It's I, pretty fantastic. I, the fact that it's made it, like, the fact that a, see, it got renewed after season one. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I think season two came along. Um, and then we started the podcast, and I'm pretty sure that we're responsible for getting it a third season. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're responsible for getting it the fourth season, too. I would, I would agree. I, I, I would think take full responsibility of that. We, we wield that kind of influence. Mm-hmm. I mean, they look at our numbers and see, damn, people love this show. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, um, so Apple Podcasts now does this thing where you can discover more podcasts. Oh, more, you say? Yeah. Huh? And apparently, there are some copycats. Really? Yeah. They can't possibly be as digressive as we are <laughs> i have no clue because you know what i don't even i don't even bother because they're stealing from us i mean I, I can't imagine that they're that they're nearly as as off the map as off off book as <laughs> as we get I'm nor sure, as lovable as we are i'm sure they're <laughs> i'm sure they're professionals you know and just keep on topic the whole time Probably. But, and what good is that? You know what? It sounds pretty damn boring to you, truly. I, I, I bet that you will not find an episode of any of those other unofficial Good Place podcasts that takes the time to compare the first two seasons of The Good Place mm. to the 1977 and 78 follow-up from Billy Joel. That's true. And, and a very solid supportive argument as well. Yes. And not to mention, you know, I mean, we could go on and on about all the crazy shit we compare the show to. Absolutely. Um, God, what was I going to... Something just popped in my mind that I completely forgot now. It's gone. Well, that's all right. Maybe it'll be around for next time. I hope so. And who knows what we are going to do for the next episode. Chris reached out to yep. us, and uh, Mr. Ayers is interested in doing the David Foster Wallace comparison, mm-hmm. which... Have you read Infinite Jest yet? <laughs> yes, I read it yesterday. Okay, well yeah. done. Yeah, in one sitting, I would imagine, whilst taking care of your of your young children. Well, I went to church. And also so. writing. Oh, yeah, yesterday was Easter. That's right. Yeah. So I went to church. That, I noticed that because of how many places that I wanted to go to that were closed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, come on, don't you guys have other, you know, I, I'm sure that, that there are... Uh, people of other faiths who would be happy to man the store for that mm-hmm. for that day. I yeah. had to go to a Walmart for crying out loud. Oh my god! It the one Thomas. Yeah, it was Holy terrible. Shit, it was dude. terrible. I never want to have to do that again. That was a fucking ordeal. It was. Crazy was Target town. closed everywhere? Target was closed. Yeah, yeah. that's so. Odd. Target was closed. Best Buy was closed. Um, I'm trying to think. It's so yeah. odd that. Target is open on Thanksgiving. But they're not open on Easter. Easter. Yeah. I mean, more power to them. Whatever. More power to anyone who closes business on Sundays. Good for you. But I find it a little hypocritical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But that's fine. I concur. So. Anyway. But, uh, so we kind of planned some hiatus episodes. Yeah. Um, a little defending your life. Oh, that's we're gonna do. Yep. Defending your life. We're gonna do. This must be the place. Yep. Because we've been talking about it so much, even though it really has nothing to do with the good place. <laughs> but it's you know, it seems like hey, why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. We might. We I, should do high sucker proxy. 
we should do Hudsucker Proxy. Absolutely. We might want to do His Girl Friday and The Apartment. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Because, I mean, I think that, that they take, you know, that aesthetic straight out of those films. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're uh, Billy Wilder and you're... Oh, what, who was... Uh, was it Wilder who did? No, it's not Wilder who did His Girl Friday. It's Howard Hawks. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got some stuff. I think it's going to be a fun summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's a summer of Jared and Jason. There you go. <laughs> and we'll tie it all into the good place somehow. Oh, did you see that Cusack is coming? I did. Oh, man. $75 gets you a picture with Cusack after the show. That's my well spent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us about Nick Cage. <laughs> I, I just want to quote High Fidelity, Adam. Oh. That's, that's all I want to do. Yeah. What do you think he'll do? Well, I you know I don't know. It's you know it's a screening of say anything. So where's it at? Chandler Center for the Arts, same oh, place. Shit. Squeeze is going to be playing. Oh shit! Yep, Chandler. Well, Chandler I, got cool after I moved. I knew I, it. I don't. I don't understand it. I, I I was thinking about this. I have not been to Chandler for any art. You know any arts reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, I can count on a hand the number of times I've gone to Chandler for anything, period. But the fact that I'm looking at going to Chandler for Squeeze and John Cusack within the same year is pretty mind-blowing to mm-hmm. me. I think he'd be okay calling anything, unless it's from, A, probably America's Sweethearts. Or Better Off Dead. Um, I think he'd be okay with that. You think he's made his peace with it? I think he's made his peace with it. Two dollars! Uh, I think that's going to get you killed. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you went more with... So he'll just, um, like, make a look at somebody, and I'll go. Yeah. I'll be down. That's, yeah. I think if you go say something else, like, I'm sorry, your mom's face blew up, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be okay. Yeah. Um, but um, I think you're okay if you don't quote America's Sweethearts. Not that anyone remembers anything about that movie anyway. No, my favorite John Cusack movies are Better Off Dead, just because of what it was. But, mm. but legitimately... Um, gross Point Blank, yeah. High Fidelity, and Say Anything yep. are my favorite John Cusack movies. I think if you quote any of those, you'd be perfectly fine. But I don't know. It's like, what is this phenomenon now of stars touring? Like Shatner did it with The Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cusack's doing it with Say Anything. What is it with actors like touring their films is it just a money grab i think so well my friend saw him in toledo was it also say anything no it was um i think it was gross point blank oh really see it was one of the i mean i mean i cusack is sort of like in the nick cage category where i don't know how it happened but he's crazy now well it's not that he's crazy i think he just needs money um I think he got screwed like Cage did. You think so? I, I'm pretty sure. Because hmm. he's doing some very questionable films these days. Yeah, so I think he's at the point where A he A lot just of straight-to-video stuff. Hmm? And, I mean, there, I'm sure they... There's been a few films where they start together, and I'm pretty sure, like, on the set, they'll be like, he screwed you too, Danny. I'm like, eh, probably. <laughs> they did star in a good film together, which is uh, Con, Con Air. Air. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. I mean... Good is in quotation marks, but I like that film. I like that movie a it's, lot. It's, you know... I mean... Cage off. with the long hair. Mm-hmm. Malkovich is in there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's like, well, 
do we do this or do we do like you can't wait I'm pretty sure in Cusack's case you can't wait to do another Max or another uh, art movie he did Oh yeah, like uh, what's the the Brian Wilson one? Love and Mercy. Yeah, Love yeah. and Mercy. And then you've got uh, I thought Martian Child was really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done some great work. It's just mm-hmm. it's uh, it's got to be tough to get the financing for those films, especially. I don't know. He's kind of he's except for a certain generation. He's kind of fading from mm-hmm. from. I don't know. Maybe he'll come back. Yeah. Maybe he'll. But I mean, for like. He's in. He's been in Maps of the Stars, which I liked. Bullets over Broadway. Yeah. But even that was what that's like. Shit, that's over twenty years ago. At this point, it's like twenty five years ago. I'm thinking of like more recent movies he's done because he's in Maps of the Stars was a Cronenberg movie from twenty fourteen. Yeah, just 15? a few years ago. Yeah, I like that movie. It's weird, like a Cronenberg movie. So speaking of um, your like weird Walmart things. I, there was a, a, you know, as I, as I was going through the media area because it was on my way to get the extension cord, which is actually what I was looking for. Um, he, uh, he was in a film, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was like, there's a DVD sitting there that has him and Christina Ricci on the cover. I'm like, I've never heard of this. Yeah. It's and, one of his directed mo- videos. Yeah, ones. exactly. Yep. So it means they'll be on Netflix soon. It's it's not going to get watched. Yeah, it's not. I, I I can't actually. I can't remember the last new John Cusack movie I watched. I still need to see Love and Mercy. So do I. Last new one I saw was Maps of the Stars. I liked it. But so. uh, but you've always got you've always got those those two. I mean those two films back to back were just like the golden age of Cusack mm-hmm. creatively, which were Gross Point Blank and High Fidelity. Mm-hmm. That's when he was at his peak, man. Pete Cusack. Pete Cusack. All right. I think we got to call it. This is our hiatus period. Yeah. It'll be some fun stuff. It's a tie episode for... <laughs> for yeah. I mean, it'll be we stuff like this. We could have like talked this. about anything, Jared. We could have. And we legitimately had no plan other than vaguely to talk about the two seasons in comparison. Mm-hmm. And we wound up comparing them to Billy Joel. Yeah. So I didn't plan for that at all. No. Nope. <laughs> This is the kind of off-the-cuff gold you can expect from our hiatus. I know. (laughs) All right, fork buddies. All right, keep it sleazy. Take it sleazy. I ever. This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hoot and Waddle.